What is going on, you guys? I'm your host, AC Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, GoodPod HQ, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about some recent news that has been happening in the Atlanta Falcons and Call of Duty League world. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Atlanta Phase Major 1 recap, Falcons versus Ravens preview, and so much more. So that any further delay, let's go get straight into today's action. All right, guys, so to start off with the news right here, Falcons trade rumors, Lamar Jackson could possibly be headed to Atlanta this offseason based off of his rookie contract expiring with the Baltimore Ravens. KOA Colorado reporter Benjamin Albert believes Atlanta could be an interesting fit if Jackson becomes available. This is on sportsillustrated.com. For the article, I will have that in the description below for you guys to check that out. The Falcons run a similar run-first offense that the Ravens run and have the funds necessary to offer the kind of deal Jackson is looking for. Atlanta has over $74 million currently in cap space, which ranks second in the NFL behind the Chicago Bears. It seems like a long shot, but then there again, Atlanta really needs a star player like that. You know, not not Marcus Mariota, not anybody like that. They need a or an, an electrifying player like Lamar Jackson that can throw and run the ball at the same time. And, you know, win you some games and has that clock management that, you know, right now Desmond Ritter is just learning right now in this season. So then that question gets brought up, you know, where does Desmond Ritter fit in all this? Does he go back on the bench for another year or even longer with Lamar Jackson being, you know, the main quarterback? My personal opinion, I believe so. You know, Lamar Jackson is still young and very talented and can still win you a lot of games. And that's where you put Desmond Ritter back on the bench. Let him learn. Let him learn. And if, you know, Lamar Jackson, after, say, maybe two years in Atlanta, really doesn't like it no more, you know, boom, we got Desmond Ritter, who has been sitting on the bench, has been learning each and every single week, you know, from Lamar Jackson of what to do and what not to do. So it is an interesting subject to be talking about right now as the Falcons are heading into the offseason and most likely probably not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. So moving on, the New York Subliners Major 4 home series has been canceled. After this past Sunday's victory over the Seattle Surge for the Major 1 trophy, the New York Subliners were informed that their home series for the Major 4 tournament has been canceled and the tournament itself will be moved to a different city. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, is what city would you like it to be in for the Major Four Tournament? Me, personally, I would love Atlanta to host the Major Four Tournament because it has been since the Black Ops Cold War season since we have seen the Atlanta venue. But then there again, we get so many more other teams that really need the opportunity, like now the Las Vegas Legion or the London Royal Ravens home series. Because I believe like flights are now being kind of like Brought up again since COVID restrictions are kind of fading away. So let me know what you guys think of that. And finally, last in the news, ladies and gentlemen, this is the big one right here. But Dashy has removed Optic from his name. So he's no longer, as of right now, there's recording of December 21st, 2022 at 8.03 p.m. Optic Dashy, he is just Dashy right now. And that's it. 
So there's a lot of blood in the water right now at the uh, optic camp. And people are saying that even Pred, Pred, the rookie of the year last year, could possibly end up at the Optic Texas squad. And it's it's just so interesting right now with roster mania still happening, going on. The Los Angeles Gorillas, they're looking to make two roster moves. And that's meaning that Alec, you know, Al, or Alex, our cities, whatever you want to call them, could be possibly headed out the door as well with the LEG squad. So, guys, I will definitely keep you up informed with that with the news here of the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. But that wraps up the news right there, ladies and gentlemen. And let's go ahead and get started in today's main topics. But before we do that, guys, I want to quickly mention that if you are looking to get a beginner's microphone or a professional microphone, then you need to check out my links below to purchase your Blue Yeti Nano or your Blue Yeti X. Guys, I'm an affiliate marketer right now for Amazon and for you guys to really support the show. If you are brand new or if you're still an existing listener and really want to get into content creation, I highly recommend you click the links below to purchase your Blue Yeti microphones. Again, the beginner is the Blue Yeti Nano and the more experienced professional microphone is the Blue Yeti X. And of course, all the time I am dropping links below for like Atlanta Falcons, you know, gear from from Amazon. So again, check them all out. It helps the show and it helps me create content for you guys each and every single week. So now going on, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Atlanta Phase Measure 1 recap. So the Atlanta Phase going through the Pro-AM circuit, they've kind of had a rough start with the Los Angeles Gorillas Academy team. You know, the Academy team took them to a tied 2-2 series and around 11 in S&D. That's insane for an Academy team to not to compete with the top dogs in Atlanta Fates. That really is. But the Atlanta Fates squad definitely pulled it off. Slasher. And of course, Elium always clutches up in that scenario. And then after that, I believe we went on to face Seattle Surge. That was a quick 3-0 right there. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, the Atlanta Fates, they're really going to win this. You know, it's going to be where they're going to eliminate that drought of having a major championship win for like over 435 days or something crazy like that. It was ever since the, you know, Black Ops Cold War in a world championship tournament since the Atlanta Vase has won any kind of like event or trophies. But going into your actual brackets from Friday through Sunday here, you know, the Atlanta Vase looked dominant going 3-1 over the Paris Elite, or excuse me, the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Legion 3-1 and then beating the Toronto Ultra 3-1. In your round two of winners. And then you get to your winner's final. You take the Seattle Surge to a 2-2, you know, S&D round 11. And Seattle Surge wins. And I don't get it with the Atlanta phase. What is it with the Seattle Surge that we all the time lose? Very, 
I wouldn't say like very badly here, but we still lose to the Seattle Surge, or we just totally decimate them. It's one of the two, and the Seattle Surge always will have that kind of like hex over the Atlanta phase. Even in the Black Ops Cold War season where the Atlanta phase was the most dominant team, and I mean still is a really dominant team, but still back then was the absolute team. Like they were, they were it. And Seattle Surge, 2-0 over them. And you're thinking, gosh almighty, you know, they're fixing to take down the the lead-in team in the Black Ops Cold War season, and then the, the Atlanta Fade Squad came back and won, you know, that series over Seattle Surge. And then, of course, the Seattle Surge uh, goes on to, to the championship Sunday, and the Atlanta Fade goes to elimination final where they faced the New York subliners and the subliners, my goodness, they were absolutely dominant. Like they had phases number. They really watched that series against the Seattle surge and said, okay, this is how we're going to attack the Atlanta phase because we know their weakness whenever it comes to respawns. And that is in Hardpoint, the Atlanta phase squad never hops on the point. They never hop on the point. And whenever, oh my gosh, it really pissed me off. And, but I come to realize it was, I believe it was like a connectivity issue with the, um, the Las Vegas Legion series with them. But FaZe had five, five ticks left to win the game. Matt won. And then just, I don't know where they're not even hopping on the point. The Legion is nowhere nearby. You had a BZ, Celium, Slasher, three phase players standing near the point, but never hopping on it. And I put in the, uh, or actually I tweeted about it. I was like, why on earth is phase just sitting there, not capturing the point with five ticks left? This is the ultimate weakness that teams take advantage of against phase and they just totally punishes up for it. Now, of course we got other weaknesses like coming in and trying to break the hold too late. We never rotate early. And when we try to break, you know, the opposing team's hold, it never works no more. So phase is just going to have to start relying on rotating early and being much more aggressive. Stop waiting for backup to come. You know, capture your points. Just don't sit there and wait for Slasher to come all the way from halfway across the map. And then out of nowhere, Legion comes in, boom, takes that point, takes another point, wins map one. Then, of course, SD, you know, it's, it's, it's solid. It really is. It's solid. Still needs some work. But whenever it comes to control, again, control, you know, uh, capturing those points. Again, like it wasn't a hard point. You, you're near it, but you're not in it. And that's what really drives me insane to be an Atlanta phase fan. So overall, the Atlanta phase did finish top three, you know, finished third place in the major one tournament, winning, I believe it was $80,000. And prize earnings, so that's definitely great. But I tell you, 
the Atlanta Faye squad really, really needs to have an overall change at something, whether that be a coaching staff problem or a player personnel problem. Abizi was going off this past weekend. Simp, I'm I'm worried about him. I really am. Because he's not really winning his one v ones. And when he does, you know, it does get a big pot because everybody's like, okay, it really happens. So and whenever it does happen, you know, you're like, oh wow, he really did that. So Simp really needs to start winning one v ones more and start clutching up. Selium, you're fine, man. You really are. Slasher, you're fine. You got the IQ presence of, of a veteran that really needs to be there. You know, checking your corners and everything else like that. So, Major 1 Tournament recap for the Atlanta phase. I'm giving the Atlanta phase a B-. You had a great run right there. And then, really, whenever it came to Championship Sunday against Surge and the New York Subliners, you just fell off. You really did. And things really need to be cleaned up going into the major two qualifiers all right guys so the final topic of today's podcast we are talking about the atlanta falcons taking on the baltimore ravens that is led by lamar jackson himself like i was talking about at the top of the show lamar jackson is predicted to go to atlanta this offseason if atlanta makes the move with you know over 70 million dollars in cap space and actually, if I'm if I just said it, I'm sorry, but I will correct myself now. But the game will actually happen this Saturday, December 24th at 1 p.m. And the Atlanta Falcons are a plus seven underdogs on the road in Baltimore. Facing off against the Baltimore Ravens, which will be 19 degrees. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Atlanta Falcons is not ready for this. And a little fun fact right here, well, not so fun if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, but you could possibly be eliminated this Saturday if you lose to the Baltimore Ravens for playoff contention. That means you will no longer be eligible for even winning the NFC South. It would just be impossible now, this late into December, early January, so... It is what it is, but if we win, we still got hope. But that hope is still very thin because now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has got a really easy schedule ahead of them. The Saints, you know, they're going to be the Saints regardless. They're going to choke like always, but that's the other teams. But the Atlanta Falcons, again, ladies and gentlemen, will be taking on the Baltimore Ravens this Saturday, December 24th at 1 p.m. in Baltimore. The channel is Fox for your Atlanta stations and Sports Radio 92.9 The Game will be your radio broadcast station. For your game odds, again, the Baltimore Ravens are a minus seven point favorites, but the public bet is going with the Atlanta Falcons at the plus seven with a 59% to cover. For your money line, the public bet is sitting at a 92% with a minus 345 and 8% for a plus 270 for the Atlanta Falcons. And people are taking the over right now at a 51% public bet 
with the over being at 36 at a minus 110. <clears throat> For your stats, I always go over overall team stats, not individual stats. So your matchup, Falcons offense versus Baltimore defense. So overall, Falcons offense is a 28th overall offense. Not really good whenever considering you got a mastermind of a offensive coordinator in Arthur Smith. But then there again, still not having your right guys. Understand it's your second year. You really need to key in on your third year of getting your guys. But that 28th overall offense will go up against the 10th best defense in the entire National Football League against the Baltimore Ravens. The passing game for the Falcons is 31st, and the Baltimore defense is 27th against the pass. For running the ball, this is a tied game right here. The third best running offense versus the third best opposing running defense. So, Cordo Patterson and Tyler Algilier is really going to have a field day with this defensive front for the Baltimore Ravens. The Falcons' defense versus the Baltimore offense. The Falcons' defense overall is 28th, and the Baltimore's offense is 16th. Right there, it's kind of just the Baltimore offense is just better. They do have a few weaknesses, and that one weakness is the passing game. Sitting at 29th, but that's just where Lamar does not have any wide receivers that he can trust. He's running the ball more and really having to sacrifice himself to win these games. And the Falcons defense 26 against the pass of so Lamar does throw the ball. I can really see AJ Terrell making at least two interceptions. And then of course, McKeel Walker getting some sacks, uh, deflected balls, whatever the case. Now for running the Baltimore Ravens are the second best run offense in the national football league. And the Falcons are 21st against the run. So, the Falcons defense front is really going to have a field day of a stop at the run game. And that, again, this offseason, you really need to have an edge rusher. You need to, number one, well, second, but should be number one, switch defensive coordinators. But then after that, yes, go to a 4-3 defense. Give Grady Jarrett some help. Get you an elite pass rusher out of college or out of free agency if you do land Lamar Jackson, that's going to bring a lot of attention to Atlanta. And then after that, you would want a star defensive player. I'm not going to say Aaron Donald because, you know, he's retiring here soon, but someone like his caliber, at least, to come in and totally cause havoc on that defensive line, going up against an offensive line. You would want that or a Chase Young from the Washington Redskins. That That's ultimately who I should have said at first, but I just, you know, everything's coming at me at one moment here. But yes, Chase Young from the Washington Commanders, an elite pass rusher, you know, edge rusher, and, you know, coming in right there, 
this would be a, a, a top five defense and then a top five offense for the Atlanta Falcons. If you were to land like those two players, oh, yes, I see Falcons automatically being playoff contenders next year. I really freaking do. But, but as of right now, the Falcons are not playoff contenders unless we do win the South, but we'll have to rely on the Bucks losing out their games, Panthers and Saints losing out their games. So with it being a minus seven for Baltimore right here, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to unfortunately have to take Baltimore to win this game right here. I just don't think the Falcons are going to be able to win their games no more this season unless, you know, again, it's just that one revenge game against Tom Brady at home in the Benz. And we finally get our very first victory over Tom Brady. Other than that, I just don't really see no more wins coming from the Atlanta Falcons. And I really hate to say that, ladies and gentlemen. I really do. But Baltimore, minus seven, I'm taking it right now to win this game right out. They moved to 10 and five, and the Falcons will move to five and 10. But guys, that is all the time I have for today's episode. I sure hope you did enjoy it. If you didn't, make sure to like button wherever you are listening from. Ladies and gentlemen, downloading the podcast really does help me out. It really does. It shows up on my stats. I see where you guys are liking, downloading, whatever the case may be. And I want to support you guys. And I want to know, how did you find this podcast? What made you download? Whatever the case may be, let me know. But again, the downloads really do help me out of this content creation for you guys. But until then, guys, I can work. We'll get you all later. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 